up what is up welcome to another <laughs> imagine right that <laughs> energy imagine fucking those youtubers bro all right um welcome to episode 86 of the degrees couch chronicles welcome to everybody that's new and what's up to everybody who always listens and make sure that you know they they get tuned in um how things usually work here we usually talk about what we usually want to talk about and yeah, we go from there. There's a lot of strong opinions. Sorry, not sorry, but we all can't think the same. Right. Before we get into everything, um, we want to shine some light on the products we have here on display. Shop Glow Nude. Yeah, so head on over to our website at www.shopglownude.com. Holidays are coming up. Perfect gift idea. It's affordable. It's organic and 100% black owned support black businesses you guys visit us on instagram at glow.nude you can shop from there as well you can also visit us on our website again at www.shopglownude.com yes and giveaways coming up so stay tuned follow like subscribe all that stuff and um yeah let's let's dive into it where should yep. we start where should we start first of all rest in peace virgil eblo that's how you say his name? A blow, right? A blow? A blow. A blow. A blow. A blow? I feel like any way you say it is right. Because it's one of those, you know. It's one mean? of those, like, yeah. Giveon. Michael, Mikhail. <laughs> <laughs> all jokes aside, this seems real unsensitive, but all jokes aside, rest in peace to Virgil Blow, um, founder of Off White, collaborated with Louis Vuitton and many others. Yeah, this guy was a creative genius. They put him under the Kanye's or put the Kanye's under him. Was from our community, yeah, so yeah, yeah. rest in peace, man. We lost another good one. Yeah. So, creative director, genius. Some would say genius. Yeah, I mean, off white, like that's yes. such a crazy brand in itself. Iconic, very iconic. Of course, everybody knows Louis Vuitton. He's a black guy who was a designer, a collaborator, creative director for Louis Vuitton. So that's. Big, big alone on its on its own. Yes. So shout outs to Virgil Abloh. Uh, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. Get you some off-whites. Support, support his family. You know what I mean? Send that stock through the roof. Yep. I just got hip to him and that's like what crazy. he does. But that's crazy. Yeah, he died of cancer, by the way. See? You guys. Another a lot one. of people. A lot of people are going through things behind the scene that you may not know. So... Yeah. If you can be kinder, if you can be a little bit more patient and understanding, it kind of goes a long way because you never know. I know it sounds cliche, but you never know what someone's going through That's facts. in their own personal life, in their own personal space. So mm -hmm. if you can, when you can, just take it easy and go take the extra steps to be a little bit more, you know? 
I was telling somebody at work too, like it's so easy to be a bad guy, like to be mean and like an asshole. It's super easy to do that. What's hard though is being nice. That's hard. Because people kind of look for an exchange, you know what I'm saying? So if I'm nice to you, people are supposed to be nice back. But oftentimes, that's not the case. That's not the world we live in. So people kind of just give up on the whole being nice thing. And I don't think it should work like that. I feel like you should be nice regardless. Yeah. Because, like you said, it's easy to be mean. Mm-hmm. But um, just to shine the light on on him and everything, I'll I'll put up all the... The fun stuff or the brands that he's been part of and you know mm-hmm. what i like the most about his collaborations it'll be up for the youtubers uh, if you're only listening on youtube that's where i really like put the images and references to th- the things so it's a lot more visually entertaining for the youtubers yeah. listeners uh yes i guess you know i mean look up google search virgil yeah, if Google's you don't want to watch youtube so <laughs> Yeah, anyway, let's move on. Um, I want to get into traveling. Yes. We're going to kick it off with, with our relationship bag. Um, traveling with your significant other, your partner, How how is that? I know you recently just went to Jamaica, you know what I mean? You had a little bit of vacation. Yeah. How is it when you're traveling with or traveling with, traveling for, or anything that has to do with traveling and a, a partner comparatively by by yourself um i feel like you kind of just have to be in sync with each other because it because i'm more of an organized on time like this got to be like this and we got to get out of here at this time i mean he's punctual as well but he's also not as organized as me so it kind of gets a little bit when you're like all right we gotta go we gotta go you know (laughs) what i'm saying so but otherwise than that um I don't know. Traveling with a partner, it it it's nice. I feel like it's definitely the later steps in relationships. I don't think traveling with a partner should come in the beginning stages. And the no, the crazy part is like a lot of people be like, "Oh, fly me out," or like, <laughs> "I don't want to do a date un- unless it's out of country and out of date." But it's like you want to be careful traveling with a partner as well because you yeah. don't know what intentions are. You know, fuck around, get lost in Japan, and you know. This dude might want to take you to Japan just to lose you in Japan. You know yeah, what I mean? So you want to be definitely want to be careful. Out. Yeah, real characters come yeah, out. Yeah, you don't know who you want to travel with someone you, that you've known for at least a year. I yeah. want to say a year. I'm not saying months. In. It can't be ten, three, four months in. Because yeah. I do see people traveling with someone they just met. Like, like oh, I love you, and it's like three months <laughs> in. Like it's nah, the craziest shit. It it, it it takes time, so you kind of just want to pace yourself. Traveling with a partner, it, it gets hectic, especially when women, we all know about the Miami trips. So <laughs> niggas coming back and they not friends no more. So, <laughs> so if that can happen in a friendship, imagine what it can do to a relationship. Yeah, so. Miami makes or breaks a lot of people. man. Yes. So. But um, I'm saying more so like in relationships, like yeah. going back to that. Um, When you're traveling with a partner, right? You, mm-hmm. Like you said, you definitely want to be on the same page. You don't want to be bored. You, you need an itinerary. You yes. got to have money. Can't be broke. Right. There's just so much. You want to fill the day with activities or else you're just staring at each other all day or you're just both on your phones in a different location. Right. You got to like in Puerto Rico on your phones, <laughs> both of you. So. You kind of want to make sure that compatibility level is there as well. So yeah, yeah. like the activities got to sync. So 
if you want to do more outdoor stuff and this person want to do more indoor stuff, it's kind of not going to work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's where it comes down to it being like a later in the relationship kind of thing. Yeah. So you kinda, definitely want to stress on it being like not a new relationship. <laughs> yeah, because like you, you kind of don't want to go out. Um, so even if it's like somewhere out of town kind of don't want to go up out of town or whatever and it'd be a shitty situation you know what i'm saying yeah like i for one know <laughs> that when i traveled out of town with a person that i was talking to at the time we end up getting in some serious trouble you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that was something that was a side of him that i've never seen so you kind of want to <laughs> like you said that goes to show it has yeah. to be a matured relationship. Yeah, it definitely had to be mature. I feel like we what I, I think we were like at least five months in, and we still wasn't on the same page as far as what happened. So you know what I'm saying. So that's why I said it has to be something more in the later half of the relationship, or you kind of have to be on the same page. Whether that comes earlier or later, just make sure you two are on the same page. Because mm-hmm. then you can know how the person would react. Yes. And it's even worse like when you're not even in your home country. Yeah. Or so your you don't want to Yeah, you don't want to be in I don't know like Dubai or Italy and then something go down and then you see in this side of this person that you've never seen before or is used to. So it's definitely like something that's for like maybe you know maybe 1 2 years in, 5 years yes. max. Definitely not something under a year. Yeah. You, you shouldn't be really trying to be making those moves <laughs> or even think about it yeah so i don't know but i'm not trying to deter anybody from moving like that if you do move like that first month in y'all trying to fly to fiji you know what <laughs> i mean if your pockets move like that by all means but i'm just saying it's opening up a different part of a person yeah that you're maybe not so used to because finances come involved a yeah, lot yeah. sooner and you know people finances are, co- are involved yeah. strangers <laughs> are involved now yeah so, so you kind of want to make sure that the type of situation you're in one you can handle yourself when situations get rocky when you're in another town or country or whatever so just make sure that everybody's on the same page can't stress that enough yeah definitely from you know I mean people who have been in the situations it's not like we're just going off or whatever, you know what I mean? Right. And if you're traveling with someone who you've been with together, definitely try different places. I know you you might favor Puerto Rico or Miami or wherever, but you definitely want to get into going to different places, going far abroad, you know what I mean? And I don't know how people feel about traveling in America, like going to places in America, but... Mm, <laughs> I, I'm not with it, to be honest. I feel like America is just boring. I would want to go out of country traveling. Yeah, I mean, they say places like Rhode Island is nice. You know what I mean? You want to see the Grand Canyon. Whoever says, oh, no one ever jumps for joy California. for Rhode Island. California is more like it. The I fuck feel is like, in Rhode Island? Exactly. <laughs> I would more go to Vegas or Cali or something. Yeah. Speaking definitely. of Vegas, how do you get married in Vegas? Is it like, is our marriages in Vegas legit? Like when you go to so, Elvis yeah. Chapel or whatever? Yeah. Really? How do they do it so fast, though? It's there's a person who does the signing, like there's an officiary person. Wow. So like it's really just signing the paper. They just have the paper. It's like an application. It's like yeah, I both sign an application, right? So here, is boom. it no like don't you have to get like a marriage license first and be like, yeah. yo, 
The, the person is right there. Oh, for my the God. license and the Yo, that's crazy. Whoever thought of that is like, because yeah. you're Big preying guys. on junk for drunk people. <laughs> that are in love. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm so enraged about this, but it's like, yo, niggas is drunk and they make a lot of mistakes, you yeah. know? So they go to Vegas and they'd be like, oh, I'm so in love. Let's, <laughs> let's just get married. And then you wake up the next day so fucked up, like, yeah. you want to get a divorce. At least you married, though. That's true. But, um, Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on that for a minute. Moving on. I want to talk about the type of person, either you or me, or just the type of people that stick out in, in class. You know what I mean? Hmm. I wanted to talk about this because I feel like some people take that personality and they run with it into adulthood. <laughs> they sure <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Right? <laughs> Yo, oh my God. Like, I've always been the funny person in class. I mean, always been the guy who was telling jokes. And I mean, but I was I did my work. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll always do my work. And then I'll sit back and be like, haha, you know what I mean? He's stupid or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people might not have that in them. So it's just like, you're just stuck as being this type of person, like, you know, the girls who were popular or whatever. You know what I mean? The cliche shit. Yeah. They're like adults now and maybe in their 30s or whatever, and they're still trying to be the popular people or whatever. You know what I mean? That's true. I That kind of goes with an, another topic that I have. So that's that's kind of good. Um, It's true. There's people that actually do, like, they can't get out of that mentality because I feel like they don't really know who they are. In school, um, I kind of focused more on doing my work. So I was kind of like the quote-unquote teacher's pet, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I was the type of person as if I do a lot of work, then I wouldn't have to do a lot of work later. You know what I'm saying? So I would ask for extra credit even when my grades were already high. Because I knew that added to my credits. So niggas used to always be like, oh, you're such a teacher's pet. <laughs> Why you want to do more work? Like... But it made sense because my senior year, I didn't really have to do shit. You know what I'm yes. saying? So I didn't even really need it to go to school. But um, yeah, I I more so wanted to bridge into the topic you've had, like the the growing up topic, right? Yeah. So I feel like because a lot of people adapt to the personality of who they are when they was a teenager in high school, I feel like they don't grow up to be, you know branch off into like you said being real adults so it kind of made me think like who did you want to be as a kid i know it sounds cliche and i know i feel like everybody asks that but if if you really think about it now that we're bridging real adults people our age we're, we're about to be real adults you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. and i feel like now's the time to ask the question who do you want to be when you grow up like what does that person look like what does or that who person- are you yeah who are you exactly that's really like the question I wanted to ask. Um, damn, that's wow. It's um, a tough question. It is. <laughs> wow, that's a tough one. I feel like at my core, who I am is just someone who wants to get the most out of life. Like I want to experience the most. I want to do the most. I want to be a part of a lot that helps the human race. So yeah. I, I don't care. Like I don't want to be like a doctor and like I don't feel like. What who I am is applied to a profession. You know what I mean? I feel like a lot of people get that mixed up. They feel like because you work as a doctor, 
Like, you're just a doctor. And I mean, like, doctors are. Like, you're a doctor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, you're someone who's a doctor. Yeah, you earned that right. So, like, all that, all the STEM people, like, I get it. You're a scientist. You are a scientist. But if you don't fall under that category, you really have to sit down and figure out what you do, who you are, and how you're helping if you want to help. Right. And I mean, like, help the human race. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like a lot of people need to ask themselves that question because that's why I brought it up, like, like, we're all stuck in the mentality we had as a kid, and we're taking that into adulthood, and no one's really grown up into thinking what they want to do, and there's just distractions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, what would you say for yourself? Um, Honestly, thinking about it, when I wrote it, I didn't even know myself, to be honest, because growing up, as you said, you always kind of attach yourself to a profession, like, oh, I want to be a doctor, I want to be this, I want to be that. To be honest, growing up, I always said that I wanted to be a fashion designer. I remember I used to bring a, a book with me and sketch all the time. And then I changed it to a chef. And then <clears throat> out of high school, when I actually did cook in a restaurant, a big restaurant at that, um, I realized that's not what I wanted to do. So it kind of changed a lot. And I feel like for me, like you said, it's kind of not a profession. Mm-hmm. You can't it's, attach it. Yeah, I can't. For me, I can't attach it to a profession like how a lot of people. And I used to look at that and be like, well, damn, I don't know who I want to be yet. And I feel like I used to feel pressured by that because a lot of people around me are, are like already settled in their into their profession because we graduated high school a while ago, mm-hmm. to be honest. And it kind of gets a little pressure. You kind of feel pressured when you see a lot of people around you. They're like already cozied into their profession. But to me, it's OK if you don't have a specific profession as long as you're really pursuing what you really want to do. Because the things that I'm doing now, I wrote them down a while ago, and I'm actually doing them. So I feel like that matters, and then accounts more than just looking for a certain profession or quote-unquote career. It's nice to have a career. I'm not saying it's not. But when you don't have one, I feel like it's okay as long as you have dreams and ambitions. Yeah. You got to want to make an effect or an impact. Yes. You know what I mean? That's Mm -hmm. more fulfilling. And you can't attach your meaning and your purpose to a a salary, right? i.e. a profession. So you're not going to feel fulfilled at the end of your life whenever you see that being mm-hmm. that, you know what I mean? I was a chef for 30 years. I'm so fulfilled. If that's what you want, then cool. But By all means. Yeah, you know what I mean? What, what we're really saying is figuring out what you are and what you want to do, it doesn't need to be or should be attached to what you have to provide for people or a job. Right. You know what I mean? That's I, it. That's all we're really saying. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people see it as like, oh, I have to make... Because in school, we're not taught like, oh, you, there's other ways to get it. People always tell us the, oh, the number, the huge, oh, you can make this much, a 401k, whatever, whatever, and take care of your family, white picket fence, whatever, whatever. They don't see as like, oh, because a lot of people don't even look at the career. They're looking how much they're making a mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So... It's not. I feel like for a lot of us, especially our parents, it's not necessarily about the career. Because I hear a lot of parents complaining about their job. Yeah. So if you're complaining that much, you might as well quit, right? Mm-hmm. But it's never, it's, it's not, they always don't want to quit because they're looking at the numbers that they're getting paid a year. And, you know, I mean, finance, like bills. And yeah, stuff, it's so. good to support your family and that's what you want to do. But how much are you really helping yourself if you're complaining and you're unhappy? People can't afford to be happy. That's true. You know what I mean? It's all about paying true. paying to survive. Yep. Which is where we're where most of us 
is that. Mm-hmm. But, you know what I mean? You make changes where you can. Yeah, you got to stick and move, yo. And it's all a rat race for right now. <laughs> but um, we're going to go ahead and take a break right here. This is a beat by me, Jay Degrees. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoyed that and uh yeah get in contact those who are new and those who are youtubers we have a beat playing for the break uh all the rappers connoisseurs of music producers whoever they contact me i let them know the budget for the beats i am a well-renowned underground producer (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you know i mean i get it how i live but um Enough of that. Let's dive right back into it. Um, I want to talk about vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. I've been I've been told I have a very, you know, I mean, a very pristine vocabulary. You know, I mean, I speak very well. I pronunciate. I enunciate, and um, yeah, very punctual. And I, I, it comes to my knowledge that there's a lot of adults, quite a few, yeah, like <laughs> people well over twenty, that don't understand what it means to have a a good vocabulary. Fuck a great vocabulary. Fuck an okay, like a good vocabulary. Knowing how to use there and there, them and them. You know what I mean? Then and when. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it's, because you know what I mean? Like, we grew up upstate New York, right? Yes. We went to an elementary school upstate New York, Newburgh, Foster Town. You know what I mean? Shout outs to that. My homies from Foster Town. But, like, I felt like they stressed vocabulary and spelling. And, yes. Like, we came from Jamaica. Our, like, our grammar and the way we spoke was terrible. So I made it my job to make sure I got English down packed, like American English down packed. That's why I sound like this. That's why we sound like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this is not our natural tone. We're putting on this Yo, accent, this tone. What pisses me off is when people will be like, well, you don't, you don't sound like you're from Jamaica. Well, um, when you've <laughs> lived here and you have to go to school and get a job, mm-hmm. you're not going to, like, you're going to try to adapt. You know what I'm saying? And talk like, to Americans on the daily. Yeah, I, I don't want to have a conversation and be struggling to have a conversation when people will be like, what? What did you say? <laughs> like, that's frustrating. We went through that when we first came here. So you know what I'm saying? So obviously we kind of have to adapt. I don't think y'all be saying that to Hispanics when they be like, oh, you don't sound like you're from... Uh, <laughs> like, like, come on, bruh. But, like, a lot of people struggle with vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really do. And it kind of bugs me when I'm texting. Because, <laughs> like, I when I text, like, if I know that I made a mistake, I kind of go back and correct it. I know it's like, it doesn't really matter if you're texting or whatever, but 
it bugs me when somebody fuck up, like, because it's like it makes you want to point it out. Yeah. Yes, like, and I don't want to be the the dickhead that do that. But <laughs> it's, it's like it kind of you bugs an English me. teacher. Yeah, because like when you're texting, a lot of a lot can get misconstrued. Not yeah. to mention when niggas is fucking spelling shit wrong, so you're gonna take shit wrong. So you know what I'm saying? So please. Yeah, can't stress vocabulary enough. Grammar and vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> Only because, like, like we were picked on. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, we had, we had to, like, oh, man, dude. Like, you don't understand, man. It's so hard being an immigrant <laughs> child. Like, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put my child through this, bro. Like, but, you know what I mean? I'm very grateful. And, like, it might be, it might come to your surprise. This is not how we sound when we were born and grew up. Like, yeah, this is not our natural tone. This is not my natural tone. I'm doing this. Every day for hours a day. Yes. You know what I mean? It's stressful. This is know not how that. I naturally talk. Right. I don't like... naturally talk like this. <laughs> All right? <laughs> so, so like sometimes it's gonna sound crazy. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? I've gotten a lot of people saying that I sound like I'm from the South. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it comes from, but a lot of people say that I'd be sounding like I'm from the South. And I don't know why. But... I don't even get American accents sometimes, you know what I mean? Like I don't either. I know like down south people, of course, you could tell they be dragging over it's like y'all in the mean. <laughs> Let's go with y'all over there. <laughs> I don't got my cat. <laughs> they really talk like that. That's so crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, like I, I feel like it's more so like it's very distinct, distinct by region. Right. right? You could tell with the down south mm-hmm. and, you know, them say we have accents because we sound like this. You know what I mean? Like right. they say people in New Yorkers got accents. So Americans somehow got accents. But yeah. The people who are immigrants really have accents and they try their best, you know what I mean, to so you yes. guys can understand them because Americans are kind of ignorant when it comes to the Very you know what I mean? people who don't Yo, talk they like mad that. ignorant and I don't get why. Like yeah. honestly, you know, the American language is kind of bullshit like because there's too many words that are similar. Yeah. Like a lot of people say that the American language is bullshit and it is, mm-hmm. but we It's a general na- it's a general language. Yes. And it sucks. But it is what it is. You definitely want to learn a different language, though. I would suggest yeah. anybody to try and pick up another language. I try to learn French, and it's, it's kind of hard. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. Bruh, it's hard. I don't know how y'all niggas was fucking <laughs> taking French in high school and passing, because yeah. it's hard as hell. Um, Yeah, I was on Duolingo trying to learn it. I try to learn German, too, but and Italian. But it's I would just say the easiest second language, and it's probably the most useful, is Spanish. I don't know Spanish. Like, I don't know why it's not clicking. It's It's not. It doesn't click with me. I've taken Spanish in middle school. I've taken Spanish in high school several times. I don't know why I suck at Spanish. And you know how I passed on my Spanish test? I cheated on all of them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Spanish, bro. I was writing the answers on my palm. (laughs) I suck at Spanish. OG way of cheating. Yes. But all right, let's, let's move into our throwbacks. All right. Um, if you are social media savvy, and if yes. you are from the earlier <laughs> ages, you you're gonna remember the, to be honestes. What yes. else they had? Oh, remember when on MySpace when we did the top fives? Remember? Yeah, my top niggas five, was yeah. getting in trouble for the top <laughs> fives, yo. You had to make sure you put who was worthy on your top five. Or I own this word. <laughs> Oh my God! That was so. How are you gonna own a photo of somebody else? (laughs) Exactly. No sense. How we did that? That was crazy. Um, we did the L for L. Oh, the likes for likes. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. 
Ah, uh, man. Crazy. You would like somebody's page. I think it still goes on now. You like somebody's page yeah. or picture, they'll go back and they'll like your page and your pictures. So Word. now there you go. Fun for everybody. And, and it was um, rating people. Yeah, we did rates. I don't know why niggas was doing that. It was real, like, what? <laughs> superficial. Yeah, like, like what? <laughs> what the fuck was wrong with You're us? like a nine, but you're cool, so yeah, you're a ten. Like, <laughs> or, <laughs> you're like a six, but you're real cool, so right, you're a ten. It's always like, but you cool, though. <laughs> like, huh? Or, I don't really know you, but you cool, though. <laughs> like, and we had the retweets for retweets. I think a lot of these are probably right. still happening, mostly on Twitter and Instagram, though. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's a little throwback. Social media throwbacks, man. Yes. It's not for you Gen Zers. You guys don't remember shit. Word. Or new shit. So, there's that. <laughs> All right. Um, let's get us let's get up out of here with some music take. Yep. Let's get our music take. Um, I'm going to take this time the shout outs to good friends of mine, people I've produced, guys that have really helped out musically. And these are my Bush League guys. We got Savvy Gordon coming out with Moet. He's got the Moet video. We had Juan two times dropped in an EP recently. Mm. And we got um, Bad Luck Born, formerly known as Left Hand, with Gore-Tex. A so, word? Yeah. Left dropped the track, man. It's super fire. It's like that little Yachty beat. That he, mm. he, did, he uh, hopped on one of the little Yachty's beats. He called it Gore-Tex. That shit is hard. <laughs> like, I've been bumping that religiously. But Left, uh, he has always had, like, a nice flow. And just the way he raps has always been fire. And those are my guys. Like, I'm always going to support them. So, shout outs to Bush League and um, Bad Luck Born. I'm going to put their stuff up on the YouTube so you can see it. And, yeah, um, all you anchor guys, just, I guess, try and look on YouTube. You know what I mean? For the visual aspects of things. Yeah. Or look them up. Look up Bush League Records on uh, Googles and your YouTubes. I think that's it, right? You got anything else for them? Yeah, so what do we got for today, guys? That's it. As always, we're war with ourselves. We're war with everyone outside. Stay safe out there, guys. Peace.